0: super talk mississippi media production come see the boutique on central and downtown laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at the boutique on central at 531 central avenue in downtown laurel you're listening to the rebel report podcast where it's all old Miss all the time Here's your host, Michael Borky. That's right. Welcome in everybody to the Red Report. I'm Michael Borkey. Glad that you are with me on this Tuesday. As a reminder, uh, you can join me tonight for a live chat. Whatever you want to talk about, there there will be a like a main theme or whatever. But I just kind of read the chat and we. Hang out and talk about whatever you guys want to talk about. That'll be tonight, 7.45 on the nose tonight. Thursdays will be closer to after 8. But 7.45 tonight, live chat. If you miss it, that's totally fine because I will put that right here in that feed for you. So if I don't see you tonight, you'll get the live chat tomorrow. But today, I want to talk about something, a a question that I actually got during a a live chat uh, inspired today's uh, edition of this podcast. Is there um, anything that happened in camp or has happened in camp or anything that you've heard in camp that has changed your expectations for this team, this Ole Miss team in 2023? That's something that I've thought about a little bit today and you guys might like my answer. I, I feel like Optimism season is uh, is upon us, of course, and and you know nothing bad ever happens in training camp, I guess. But still, there are a lot of things that have happened that I like uh, that I've heard that I, that I like coming out of Old Miss camp. So we'll talk about that and some more stuff on this edition of the Rebel Report. Please follow me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Michael Borky, Borkey B O R K E Y. It's a terrible name, I know, but it's my name, and so I've got to deal with it, I suppose. Also. Now, if you have not subscribed to this podcast already, please do that. Uh, Just search Rebel Report. Wherever you get your podcast, search Rebel Report, subscribe, and leave a rating and a review. First of all, this is just random. It just kind of came across my feed, and I like what I see, honestly. Um... (laughs) Mississippi State released some throwback football uniforms from, uh, from 1998, and, and I like them. I like throwback stuff. I, I like the uniforms. Spoiler alert. But I was thinking about, should Ole Miss do the same thing? Is there an old Ole Miss jersey that I want to see them bring back? And honestly, in football, I think my answer is no. The only thing I would change about the football uniforms is adding stripes to the white pants. I would have two red stripes that match the shoulders, two powder blue stripes that match the jersey, and, and two blue stripes as well, I, just to match everything. You know, people call them the practice pants, and, and I get it. I, I, I get it. I would, uh, I would make that adjustment. But when it comes to helmets and tops, uh, I, I really think uh, this is going to sound super Homer today, but whatever. I, I think most of you guys would agree with me. I think they've basically nailed the uniform thing at, at Ole Miss right now uh, in football. I love, absolutely love, and I'm glad they're sticking around, the uh, The basketball throwbacks that they wear. I absolutely love those. The white with the Ole Miss. And I love that, that they've, they've worn, I guess, the last couple of years now. Um, I saw a picture, I think Ole Miss basketball tweeted it out, of those uniforms again yesterday. I love those. Absolutely love them. And I'm glad that, that those are sticking around uh, for sure, because when it comes to throwbacks, those look really, really clean. So uh, we're going to talk about it on the radio show some today. Just, you know, what what old uniforms do you want to see your team bring back? Uh, with football, I would say none. I mean, I, 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 again, I love the uniform lineup for Ole Miss right now, and I don't think that there's anything that that there is in the history of, of Ole Miss football that looks better than what they're currently wearing. And basketball, they're already doing it. They're already doing it, and uh, I think it looks really, really good for, uh, for whatever that's worth. Also, uh, look, uh, you know I, I might get accused uh, of something from, from the State fan listeners. I spent a lot of time, we spent a lot of time on the radio show yesterday talking about the Michael Ower story. Um, if you want to listen to that, you can. I've got nothing more to add uh, to that here. Um, it's a sad deal. I know that some people have have asked me. You know, d- does this mean anything for Ole Miss? And aside from the fact that these, th- this is a story where the the kid, the player, the man ended up at Ole Miss, and the the family involved are Ole Miss fans. No, like like it, this has no negative impact on the institution currently um you know you've got the the state fans and stuff that that are that are making their jokes and taking their shots and stuff and the the barstool unnecessary roughness account is which is run or at least in part run by a Mississippi State superfan uh called old miss the sketchiest program in america or or, or whatever and you you've got to know where that's coming from and uh, I wouldn't spend an ounce of emotional capital engaging with stuff like that because it's it's ridiculous. it's you know, it's just Twitter or X or whatever. It just doesn't matter what the unnecessary roughness Twitter account says. Same thing with big game Boomer. It just doesn't matter what his lists say. And engaging with it only gives them what they want. Just ignore it. It's a bad look. For the people involved, but if if you're trying to make this about old miss, then it's not they're they're a footnote in the story about a family and if we're really gonna judge a fan base, all fan bases based on the action of a booster, then i mean we we can go down that road and it would be very stupid and and fruitless uh, it's anyway so I, I wouldn't engage in that. We talked about it a lot on the radio show. It's a very sad deal. Um, But if you want to find that conversation, you can find that. I kind of want to focus this feed on football and not that. So, again, we talked about it. You can find it. It's, uh, It's there if you would like to find it. We'll get into that. Have my expectations changed? After I tell you that the podcast is brought to bit excuse me the podcast is brought to you by Advantage Business Systems check them out online absms.com if your business is in the market for office technology and you're located anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi anywhere in Mississippi and your business is in the the market for office technology anything from copiers and printers and mail machines to cloud storage data security IT projects phone systems whatever the case may be if it's tech if it's in the office and you need it, absms.com has you covered. Tell them I sent you. Get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need and what your budget is, and they will find a solution for you on me. The podcast is also brought to you by Priority One Bank. Let them make you their priority. they got 16 locations scattered across the state of Mississippi. And the beauty is, like I've told you guys a lot, the uh, the beauty is is uh, they know you when i walk into my priority one bank uh, branch they they know who i am and and not because their uh, their company sponsors my podcast these are people that that have no idea like what i do or who i am even though i'm a nobody so don't get that twisted but they don't know that there's like a there's a personal or a business relationship there they're just good people that care about me and they will do the same for you at priority one bank they make you their priority so again, I was asked uh, during the the live chat uh, about Lane Kiffin seeming more comfortable uh or more loose like he he likes his team a, a little bit more. And it's a it's a good observation and it's one I agree with. Now, I try my hardest uh, to avoid uh reading too far into what coaches say because and it's not a bad thing. This is going to sound bad, but it's not a bad thing. Coaches are liars sometimes. They they embellish things uh to to bring Mississippi State back into this. Zach Arnett is very um negative. He, he he's hard to please. He he is very in his press settings, he's unhappy. <laughs> Almost always. And he, he's been that way since he got uh to, to Mississippi State. He he's like a pessimist by nature with the media and so if he's if he says he's concerned about a position group, it doesn't always mean that he's actually concerned. About his position group, you've seen coaches, uh, current coaches and and former coaches all around the country and and even at Ole Miss that have been overly positive to the point where you can't believe a single word that they say. You've read practice reports and stuff, and and you know I have certainly been wrong about things that I have seen about, about Ole Miss teams in the past, and I will be wrong again. So buckle up. In this case, though, I think that observation a- about Lane Kiffin. Um, is an accurate one. Can you read too much into it? No. But it's not nothing. He does seem to be satisfied with how training camp is going so far with his team. But beyond Lane Kiffin's demeanor, which I do think means something, and, and as I've told you guys before, I think it's directly ra- related uh, to, to Pete Golding. The more uh, I, I talk to people and the more like I, I read stuff about Ole Miss and Pete Golding and player quotes and, and listen to his 17-minute press conference, um, the more I come away impressed uh, by him. The players very clearly love his approach. They, they love him personally, and I, I think that matters. I did say on the show yesterday, on the radio show, and, and I'll bring it right here as well, that I, I think that there's a chance that early this season you, you don't see the returns on the golding investment in the way that you're hoping. And here's what I mean by that. Because it's a new system, and because it's a far more complex system, it, it, it'll be a much smarter defense under Pete Golding at Ole Miss than his predecessor and uh, of defensive coordinators of the past at Ole Miss. It, it's it's complex. It's very smart. He's very football smart. Uh, I I think I've told you guys this before. I, I had somebody describe him to me as a professor. I think uh, I think Neil McCready has described him like like he's a teacher. Like he's taking notes and. And that's kind of how he coaches. He's not like meathead football guy. He's, um, he's a teacher more so than a meathead. Let's bang heads together and yell and scream and cuss and spit dip while we're yelling. You know, he's not that guy. And you know, he might dip, but you get my point. Um, that that's who he is. And hearing the players talk about him is different than what I've heard in the past. Every player speaks glowingly of all of their teammates and all their coaches, but the way that Pete Golding is described is different than I've heard from defensive coordinators uh, from Ole Miss in the past. But because of the new faces, and there's a lot of new faces, and because of the new system, there's a chance that they struggle early defensively. Now there's a chance that it clicks right away and they're very good, but there, I, I wouldn't be surprised if this defense kind of looks like it did under DJ Durkin, another very good defensive coordinator. Um, not one of the guys I'm referencing when I talk about the struggles of Ole Miss's defenses of the past. He was good at his job, very good, still is. Um, where the first few weeks of the season, they really struggle, and then as the season goes on, you guys remember in 2021, Ole Miss stunk defensively until after Arkansas. And then they got, by the end of the season, they were really good, relatively speaking. They were, they were good defensively. Their their defense was helping them win games, as opposed to they were winning games in spite of them in twenty twenty one. I wouldn't be surprised if if a similar thing happens here, where it, it takes these guys a little while to to kind of figure it out. And now with with Tennyson's injury, it, and I don't think that's long term, but I haven't gotten an official, seen an official word about that. Um, and now Kari Coleman's legal issue. They're pretty thin at linebacker. So if they're gonna start playing Suntarian Perkins more than they were hoping because of those two things, then you know there, there might be some growing pains associated with the new defense. But the and, and I talk about this too much with you guys, honestly. I'm, I'm kind of a, a broken record here, but the, the return on the Pete Golding investment will come. It may not happen, it may not materialize right away, but it, it will come. The, the more people talk about him, Uh, the the more impressed I become. But does that change my expectations for the season as a whole? It is optimism season. Nothing bad ever comes out of camp. But, But I do think, based on the way Jackson Dart is discussed, because it's very clearly different than it was a year ago, people were, honestly, the coverage of the quarterback battle last year was pretty spot on. Uh, about the issues uh, with Dart and Altmaier and the positives that they have. it kind of nailed it, honestly. And and you got what you should have expected uh, out of Jackson Dart a year ago. And so the same people are saying very different things uh, about the quarterback position. And if it is true that that Jackson Dart not only uh, is a lot more comfortable uh, in his position, not only as a quarterback, but as a leader... And and like the face of this team and like the, the rock, the emotional leader of this team um, paired with knowing the system better, cutting down on turnovers, making better decisions, stuff like that. Uh, If that's all true, then I do think the floor, should he stay healthy? And of course, health is a factor in, in all of this. If they get decimated by injuries, well, this conversation changes, but um improved quarterback play absolutely elevates the floor of the team paired with a handful of other things now with the addition of uh, of jam griffin the running back room looks a lot different uh, than it did just having an experienced guy essentially being your third team running back a guy with his experience being a third teamer is is really good in case you know judkins gets banged up or whatever or bentley gets banged up uh, Reese Cano is people really like what they've seen from him so far, although he's young, um, they're better at running back the depth than now than they were a few weeks ago. Um, Hudson Wolf is now participating in practice. Uh, we'll see if Michael trick can figure it out, but with, with priest corn, uh, they, they really like what they have at tight end. They're they're probably better at wide receiver than they thought. Uh, Trey Harris, the, the returns on him are, are what you would what you expected. Jordan Watkins, I don't think his is long term, but but he's back, and they really love Aiden Williams and Jalen Knox. Apparently, is having a good, camp, a good camp, so still question marks at wide receiver, but better um, than we thought they were a couple months ago uh, at that spot, and then everything. Like I said before, applies uh, defensively. Apparently, John Saunders has had a really good camp. I mean, they like their portal additions. Learning the new system is going to be a thing, but I think, based on what I thought this team was going to be, and what you know, all of you have heard uh, uh, about camp, I think the floor of this team is being elevated. Um. I think it's an 8-4 and four team. I, I'm not really changing my mind on that. I, I think that that's where they'll end up, and depending on what those four look like and, and who they are too, it, it would be a, success, a successful season. The, the ceiling is still, in my opinion, 10. I, I think that there is a chance that they get there. I wouldn't expect that myself, but so far, what I've heard in camp and what you've heard in camp and what has been reported out of camp, I think the floor is being elevated of this team. Uh, I think everything I said about Golding is true. They're going to be better defensively than they were a year ago, at least I think so. That paired with depth at positions we didn't think they had depth except for linebacker and improved quarterback play elevates the floor of this team. Because I've heard people say things like, well, there's a path to 6-6 six and six or 5-7. and seven. Barring decimated by injuries, I would be surprised at either one of those results. Like, truly surprised at either one of those results. So, I, I still think it's, a, it's an 8-win team. But, man, <laughs> optimism season. When people put an L next to Alabama, as I have in the past. When people just, oh, you're going to lose to Alabama for sure. 100% going to lose to Alabama. I'm talking myself into thinking that. Nah, I don't know if I don't know if I believe that to be true. Because even the people that have reported, like, "Hey, this is a problem on this team. Here's some spots where they struggle," seem to be high on them. Everybody I talk to seem to be high on them. I don't know, man. Long story short. 18 minutes and 45 seconds worth of kind of talking in circles to say, I I do think that there's a chance that this team is better than we thought they were going to be a few weeks ago. And not just because of Kiffin's demeanor in press conferences, which might mean something. It's, It's because of Pete Golding. It's because of the portal additions seemingly performing well in camp. It's because they now have depth at running back. They seem to have a really effective tight end, and their room is possibly getting deeper now. Better at wide receiver. It's a lot of things to be optimistic about with uh, with Ole Miss football. None of it matters until they kick off, of course. But have the expectations changed? Maybe not. Has the floor been raised? I think so. So, see you on the live chat tonight. Appreciate you guys uh, always tuning in, and I'll uh, talk to you uh, later on today. A Super Talk Mississippi yeah. Media Production.